Sota, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Ches, 7, 8, the last of the Perik, and we continue to discuss those uh, halachic phenomena that must be said in Lashna Kodesh. Here we talk about the mitzvah of Hakel, um, which is, as the Mishnah will explain, the mitzvah once every seven years on the first day of Cholomoed, of Sukkot, after the Shemitah year, so that would be the beginning of the eighth year. Uh, there's a mitzvah for the king, and uh, according to some Rishon, really the leader of Klai Yisrael could be also like the God of Lador, to read certain passages of Sefer Devarim, and the mission will describe which parshas and how, um, but that must be done in Lashna Kodesh, in Hebrew, as written in the Psukim. The base of that um, Bepashas says those are the Psukim, and therefore that they read in Hebrew as, uh, as they were written. Okay, so... The Mishnah says inside, Parshas HaMelech, that's a reference to Hakel, the chapters that the king reads, Ketzan, how was it executed? Um, again, so like the previous several Mishnayas, we're not going to describe the basis in the Psukim um, to prove a Masud in Lashon HaKodesh. Um, that, like I said, is either from the very fact that it's the Psukim themselves that you read, and those are in the original Lashon HaKodesh. There are those who learn, because um, it says, Tikra es haTorah hazos, so it's read this Torah as part of the mitzvah there. So hazos, this one tells you as it's written. Okay. At all events, the Mishnah says Motzei Yom Tov Harishon Shel Chag on the day after the first day of Yom Tov of Chag. Chag always refers to Sukkot. B'Shmini in the eighth. Now Shmini really is a masculine uh, adjective. And therefore, what's just going about the day, but the Gemara amends it to say Shminit, a feminine, because we're talking about the year, the eighth year. Bomotze Shvius, um, after the Shvius year has come out, meaning after Shmith year is over, and we're beginning the eighth year. To remove any, any ambiguity, it might be like in the Shmith year, meaning the beginning, when it comes before, you know, Sukkot, so the beginning of the seventh year. Osunlo Bima shall eight ba'azara. They would build for him, the king, a Bima, like a platform made out of wood. In the Azara, now there are those who ask, wait a second, there's an Isser to build wooden structures in the Azara. So the simple answer is that's referring to permanent structures. This is a temporary structure. Um, alternatively, uh, that only applies in the the Azara proper, meaning the Ezra's, the Israel Ezra's Kohanim, that 135-135 um, area where the Mizbeach and the Heichel are and so on. But this is happening in the Ezra's Nashim, and it doesn't apply there, according to some. Vu Yoshevaleha, he the king sits on it, on that wooden platform. Again, um, like the previous Mishnah, we talked about sitting versus standing. Here, if the king is a descendant of David Melech, he would be allowed to sit, even in the Azara, but this is happening as a Nashim, presumably, so therefore it would be a problem anyways. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, this Pasuk tells you about the whole mitzvah, the institution. Miketz Sheva Shanim B'moed, at the end of seven years, on the festival, Shnas HaShemitah B'chag HaSukos, on the year of the Shemitah on the holiday of Sukkot. See, there's an ambiguity there, so it's being clear. It means on the Shemitah, Motzi Shemitah, the beginning of the eighth year, Chag HaSukkot. Bavo kol Yisrael leraos, leraos, es pnei Hashem alakecha, when all of Klai Yisrael come to literally see the face of Hashem. Um, that's talking about of Heraon, um, excuse me, of Ra'ayon, of, of being seen. Tikra es HaTorah hazos neged kol Yisrael ba'oznehem, um, read out this Torah before the people into their ears. And that 
pasuk is telling you the mitzvah of of hakel. And since it says tikra in the singular, uh, you learn that it's someone doing it, and that person is the king, an individual. So how do they go about doing it? Says the Mishnah, Chazana Knesses, the person in charge of the administration, the superintendent of the shul that was on the base of base of Mikdash's premises on the on the Harabais, no tell Sefer Torah. He would take the Sefer Torah from where it was kept there in that synagogue. Venosna Larosha Knesses, he would hand it over to the Rosh Haknesses, um the kind of like the Gabai, the person in charge of the making decisions in that in that shul there. Rosha Knesses Nosala Sagan, and that person would hand it over to the, the deputy Kohen Gadol. The Sagan Nosala Kohen Gadol, and the Sagan would hand it over to the actual Kohen Gadol. This up to now paralleling the previous mission as well. But here, the Kohen Gadol Nosna Lamelech, the Kohen Gadol then hands it to the Melech. And this whole like procedure of handing off to handing off is to show the honor of the, in this case, the Melech, the king, who have so many levels of, of hierarchy are beneath him. So he's at the top of the pile to give him covered. Vahamelech Omed, now the king has to stand where he was sitting, Umakabal, and he receives the Sefer Torah. Vikore Yoshev, but he reads it sitting down, meaning he can sit down to read it. Uh, although normally the, the halach is when you read the Sefer Torah from the Sefer Torah, you should stand up. Being that he's the king, um, he's permitted to sit down. That's his prerogative. Um, the Mishnah says, like a side point, if you will, it talks about a particular king, Agrippas Hamelach, King Agrippas. Ahmad, he stood vikibel vikarav omed, and he also read it standing up. Notwithstanding the Mishnah, he read it standing up to give kavod to the Torah. Now vishibhu chamim, and the the rabbis praised him for affording the Torah such cover by choosing to read it standing instead of sitting as he could. Now, when he got to the Parsha that he reads as part of the Hakka reading, which is talking about the appointment of a king over Kla Yisrael, and the Pasuk says, You may not place upon you, meaning a king, a man who's a foreigner. The Pasuk continues, who isn't your brother, meaning someone who's not a Jew. And at that, Zalgu Einav Demaos, his eyes began to, you know, well up with tears because the Pasuk basically is saying that he's not bound to be a king. Amrulo, but the nation sort of said to him, don't worry, Altis Yareh, Agrippas, don't worry about Agrippas, Achinuata, 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 you are our brother, you are our brother, you are our brother. Um, so they assured him it was okay. Now, the Gemara ends up saying, this was totally out of line. This is this is Hanufa. This is flattery, and it's not not true. Um, they shouldn't have done this. Um, there seem to be a, a different opinions exactly what's what's happening here. I'll call it historically um, as well as as halachically. So Rashi learns that. Okay, so sorry. One point. There there were two men called Herod Agrippa, Agrippa the first and Agrippa the second. Agrippa the first. Um, was the grandson of Herod. Uh, he lived and ruled in the 40s of the Common Era, a generation before the Chorban. Agrippa II was his son, and he ruled at the very end, um, including during the time of the Chorban itself. Um, historically speaking, it seems that Agrippa I, his mother was not Jewish, but Agrippa II, his mother was, yes, Jewish, um, so therefore... Um, Know that. So Rashi learns that we're talking here about Agrippa II, ostensibly, because he says, He was a descendant of Herod, 
Agrippa II was a grand, great-grandchild. Uviyamav Nechra by Sheni. He said it was in his... Um, the Bartanura, really summarizing from Rashi, says that it was in his time, the time of this Agrippus, that the base of English was destroyed. And that Lahore is, is Agrippus II. Um, and... Um, when they said Achinoata, so the Bartanur again going with Rashi says Sheimomei Yisrael, his mother was a Jew. So I mean, they said they were his. They said that he was their brother because he was, uh, you know, he was Jewish halachically. If his mother was Jewish, that's how Rashi learns. Um, Tosfos doesn't like that because the way the Gemara talks about what a terrible thing is what they did. So he questions if that were true, then why in the world was it so, so terrible? So Tosa suggests either that a king from Israel should have both a Jewish mother and father, and he didn't, and therefore that was out of line. Um, he also brings in Yavamos uh, in uh, Memhei that Agrippus actually, his mother wasn't Jewish either. The Ramam learned that Agrippus wasn't Jewish, and therefore the whole thing is, it was, was a lie from beginning to end, meaning not even his mother. But Rashi seems to say he was. Um, also, well, Rashi seems to say this is the second Agrippus. The second Agrippus was a pretty not great friend of the Jews, frankly. And whereas the first Agrippus, Agrippus the first, uh, was a fantastic uh, as as far as as far as non-Jewish kings go or sort of Jewish kings go, Agrippus the first was very good to the Jews. He was sensible to them. He even went um, on behalf of the Jewish community to Caligula to stop him from putting up um, an idol in the of himself, essentially in the in the base of Mikdash, risking his own life. So Agrippa the first. Great, Group the second who ended up sending um, soldiers to support Vespasian on his attack on the Jews. Not not so great. Um, whatever the case is, um, that's the case. That's what happened over here in the Mishnah. That story. So now, returning back to our our main point, which is how Haka went in general. The reading of the Hakel began with Eladavar, meaning the opening words of Sefer Hadavarim. You know, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Ad until Shema, till the Parsha of Shema. And then he would read um, Shema, he'd read the Shema itself, and Shema and the Psukim with the Ahavta. Vayam Shemoa, and then he read the Vayam Shemoa part, and then Aser Taser and Ki Sechale, excuse me, Ki Sechale La Aser. These two Parshios, the first one, Aser Taser, referring to the mitzvahs of tithing. Uh, and the second one is referring to the Vidui HaMaisras that we talked about earlier on in the Perik. Um, so the reason why Maiser and Vidui Maiser become relevant here is because this is happening in Sukkot. Sukkot is Chag Asif, the festival of the in-gathering, and the right time to start tithing your produce. As it happens, if this is talking about Moti Shemitah, so that means that the produce would actually be exempt right now from tithing, because it's Shemitah produce, which is exempt from tithing. Um, and similarly, the the um, the deadline for doing the video Meiser, that happens twice every seven years, was six months previous Pesach time of the seventh year. In any case, um, while it's not applicable now, it's certainly um, applicable in other sukkahs, and therefore the thought is to people should associate sukkahs with tithing, and therefore he reminds them. Then after that, he would he would read um, Parshas HaMelech, the chapter in Shoftim regarding the halachas of appointing a king, I've just note that the first words of the Mishnah are talking about Parsha Samelech, and here we use the Parsha Samelech expression again, but they're two totally different Parsha Samelech. In the beginning of the Mishnah, Parsha Samelech refers to Hakel. Here, Parsha Samelech refers to the Psukim in Shotum about the appointing of a king. And then, Uvrachos Uklalos, then he reads from Kisavo, the Brachos Uklalos of Gwentair, it's Israel, Ache Gomer Kola Parsha, until the end of that section. And then after that, 
after you read those sections of Devarim to the people. So then, Brachos Shekohen Gadol Mavarachosan. Then he said those same eight Brachos we said in the previous Mishnah. Um, and Hamelech um, Mavarachosan, the king did them all. It's just that, Ele Shenosan Shorugalim Tachas Mechilas Ha'avon. One of those eight Brachos you saw before is the Bracha on Hashem being Mochel Avonos of Yisrael, forgiving the Jews of their sins, which is applicable um, certainly on Yom Kippur, which was the topic of the previous Mishnah, but here we're past that, we're in Sukkot, and therefore instead of talking about Mechilas Avon, Hashem, excuse me, the, uh, the king, instead says the, at the end of Atavachatanu, he says, Mekadish Yisrael Hazmanim, praising Hashem who sanctifies the Jewish people and the times on the Jewish calendar. Um, as as uh, as we make a similar bracha nowadays as well.